Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Hold up your Bible. Let's make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life Get stronger and stronger. Can you give God a praise for the word, for the word, for the word, for the word? Open your Bible today, and I encourage you to, to follow along. Take some notes. I'm going to talk to you today, share with you a little bit about what to do when it's not working. What to do when it's not working. You know, here we are, a brand new year, brand new season and brand new opportunities. The question is, what are you and I going to do with this brand new year? The challenge is, what are we going to do with these brand new opportunities that God is giving to you and to me? Our mindset coming into this year is really the most important thing you and I can have, our mindset. If our negative, then it's not going to be a good year. If I'm critical, if I'm depressed and down, I'm going to stay there. If I'm living in denial, then it's not going to be a very good year. But if my mind is being renewed, one-year Bible, like y'all, if my mind is being renewed to think God thoughts, then it can be a very exciting, like my wife said, blessed big year for you and me. So our mindset, so what I want to do today is help create the right mindset for a brand new year, brand new opportunities, a brand new season, brand new chapter. But the challenge is, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with this brand new year? So I I want to talk to you about uh, right now, I want to make sure that we know how to make the word work for us. We've all been in situations in our seasons. If you've walked for the Lord very long at all, I know I have. I'm sure you have. You've gone through those seasons where you're doing everything you think you know to do and it's not working, you think. Can I have a witness in the house? Am I connecting today? We, we, we all have those seasons of delay, uh, der, derail. <laughs> we all have those seasons of disappointment. And we think, well, I'm going to church and I'm tithing, I'm giving, I'm serving, I'm witnessing, I'm doing, I'm standing after doing all stand. But it still doesn't seem like it's working. So I want to answer questions, solve problems, add value, give you four principles today. Four. Everybody say four. I want to give you four principles today to take with you, walk away with, and begin to investigate as you navigate life. Investigate your life as you navigate through life. So what do you do when it's not working? Number one, number one, 
I have seven points. I'm only going to get to number one today. Is that all right? I want to feed you real good, okay? Now, so number one is look at your life. If you're a note taker, write that down. Look at my life. You know, our mindset coming into this year is so important that we're not blaming, that we're not blaming or we're not bitter, we're not angry, that we're not making excuses, that we're not whining, right? I need to look at my life, take responsibility, take responsibility for my own life. You know, there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah where it says, God requires of you and me our past. Think about that. The scripture in Isaiah, God requires of us our past. What in the world does that mean? It simply means God requires for you and I to give him our past so we can move forward into our future that he has for us. So many people are carrying baggage from their past. Hurts, hang-ups, habits, letdowns, disappointments, misunderstanding, offenses. Our mindset is so huge as we go into this brand new year with brand new opportunities, brand new challenges. What are you going to do with it? So today I just want to talk to you about looking at my life. And I want to give you four points under that. But looking at our life, and this isn't on my notes, guys, this that I gave to you. This is all new. I, I want to share with you that these four points I'm going to give to you, they should awaken your hope. They should give you new hope. They should give you new hope Awaken your hope. A lot of people ha have let their dreams die. Uh, they've, they've stopped dreaming. They've stopped hoping. They've stopped believing because they say it doesn't work. I tried that. Well, you can't try it. You have to do it. Right? Trying it doesn't work. But doing it will work because doers are blessed, right? Not just hearers, but doers. So, so if it's not working, I need to not look at my wife or my husband or my parents or my peers or my siblings or my past or uh, my, my job or my boss or my heritage. Or I, I need to look at my own life. In my life, when it's not working, I don't think it's working. I'm not moving forward. I have to look at my life. And when I look at my life, these four things, these four things brings hope. Maybe you're here today or you're on some platform of campus that we have online and you're hopeless. You've stopped dreaming. You, you didn't make any New Year's resolutions. And how many of you know most of those last to the middle of, well, we're about there, middle of January, right? Uh, New Year's resolutions don't work. You and I, for change to happen, we need God. We need God and his strength to make the changes happen. A New Year's resolution hasn't worked for me. How's it worked for you? It's when I make a choice, a divine decision led by the Holy Spirit, then depending on God to help me, that makes all the difference in the world. So, so these four things I'm going to give you, and they all start with a letter R, these three, these four things I'm going to give you, it should, it should stir up your hope. It should give you new hope. It should awaken your hope. And you need hope. Uh, let me tell you why. 
seven things, and they're not going to be on the board. I didn't give them to the guys. I, I wrote these down last night, okay? Seven things hope will do for you and me. The Bible says that hope is an anchor to our soul, right? Hope is an anchor to our soul. So number one, hope affects your thought life. Hope affects your mind, your thoughts. Uh, without hope, people think negative. Hope, uh, look at my life. If it's not working, I've got to ask myself why. I've got to look inwardly. I, I, I've got to investigate so I can navigate and move forward. I've got to look at my life, and, and when I do these four things today I'm about to give you, it should awaken that hope that's been lying dormant in your spirit. Hope is necessary because it affects your mind. Number two, hope affects your emotions. Hope affects your emotions. People without hope are depressed. People without hope are depressed. People who've given up and hopeless are depressed. They're emotionally unbalanced. They're emotionally disturbed. They're emotionally upset. But hope and these four things that I'm going to give you on how to investigate our life, how to look at our life, they will awaken that hope that maybe you once had. Because you and I can't move forward this year without hope. Right? People without a future have no power in the present. People without hope in the future have no power in the present. People who have no future feel hopeless. Okay? So we, we need hope. And we need hope because, number one, it affects your mind. It affects your thought life. Number two, it affects your emotions. Number three, hope affects your willpower. Hope affects your willpower. People who've lost their hope have a weak will. They say, why try? I tried it. It didn't work. Well, trying it doesn't make it work. Right? When I work it, it works. So, so I, have to, I have to understand that I have to have hope because without hope, I have a weak will. I don't even want to try. I don't want to get out of bed. I, I don't think it'll ever get better. I, I don't put forth any effort. So hope is necessary because it affects your mind, your thoughts. Number two, it affects your emotions. Number three, it affects your willpower. People without much hope don't have much willpower. Number four, it affects your choices. It affects your choices. It affects the quality of your choices. People who are hopeless make poor choices of relationships, of substance, drugs, alcohol, of habits, of lifestyle. Hope is necessary. Hope is necessary. And when it seems like it's not working and I don't know what to do, I begin to be hopeless and say, why try? But when I understand that, number one, when it seems like it's not working, I've got to look at my own life and ask myself, 
Why? I've got to investigate so I can navigate through life and have the abundant life God wants me to have. Am I communicating so far? Okay. So hope is necessary because it affects your mind. It affects your thought life. Number two, it affects your emotions. Number three, it affects your willpower. Number four, it affects your choices. And number five, hope affects your possibilities. Hope affects your possibilities. If you're hopeless, you're not looking for opportunities. You just want to lay in bed, pull the covers over your head, pull the blinds down, get drunk, get high, give up, go do something stupid because you think, why try? It doesn't work. So it affects your possibilities. You don't see options. You don't see a way out. You don't see God working in the season of your life. You don't see God anywhere. People who are hopeless, people who have little hope, see no possibilities. Number six, people need hope because hope empowers your joy. Hope empowers your joy. People who get up in the morning and have the God kind of hope, they have joy. They have joy that the world didn't give them and the world can't take away without their permission. It affects your joy level. If you're hopeless, you're joyless. If you're hopeless, you're joyless. If the devil steals your joy, he steals your strength. So people without hope have no strength, willpower. Am I helping anybody? I sure do love y'all. Okay. And then number, what number are we on now? Seven. Hope affects your courage to take new risk. If you're hopeful, you keep stepping out. You'll take a risk. If you have the God kind of hope, you take risk. You have courage to face your trouble. People with, with hope don't give up easily. People with hope don't give up easily. You lose your hope for your marriage, you give up quickly. You lose your hope for your health, you give up quickly. But people with hope, it empowers their courage to face trouble, problems, obstacles head on, head on. Be strong and of a good courage. So as we embark on a new year with new opportunities, new possibilities, new challenges, what are you going to do with this new year? That's the challenge for all of us. Am I going to think same old, same old? Am I going to stay with what I've been doing all last year? Am I going to make any changes? This is what I know. I can't grow without making changes. I can't grow without making changes. I can't grow without making the right changes. I can't grow without making the right changes. I can't grow without new relationships. I can't grow without new relationships. Every new season, I need a new system. Every new season, I need a new system. Now, let me give you the four points that will stir up. If you'll practice these, they will stir up that hope that maybe you came here or you're online 
and you're watching on television or you're in the metaverse or you're in VR, wherever you might be, and you have no hope, I can help you out today. Those of you who have a little bit of hope, I can help you expand your hope. Those of you who've got really strong hope, I can help you enlarge your hope. This is how you do it. Or, or can we say what our new series is with our small groups? Dream again. Dream again. Well, pastor, I tried. It didn't work. That's the problem. We tried trying. It doesn't get it done. Doing it will. Okay. So, so y'all praying for me. Okay. All right. So let me give you these four points and then we're going to look at a couple of scriptures, but the four points are number one, don't want to remain the same. I don't want to remain the same. Somebody says we don't change until we get sick and tired enough of where we're at. It, we don't change until it hurts enough. We don't change until it hurts enough. Or we don't change until we want it bad enough. What is the number one reason people don't change? Pride. The number one reason people won't change? Pride. 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 Pride keeps me the same. So uh, number one, or letter A, what will bring new hope, better hope, greater hope in this new year, and we need that hope, what, what, we'll, what we need to do is look at our life if it's not working, I don't want to remain the same. I don't want to be the same pastor, teacher, leader I was last year for you. I'm not going to be, by the way. Uh, there's a new anointing on me even today for this new year. I don't want to be the same husband, uh, the father, grandfather. I don't want to be the same son as I was last year. And I'm not going to be because I've made the decision. I'm not going to remain. Everybody say remain. I'm not going to remain the same. And then B, number two, is I have to re-examine my life. I have to re-examine my life. I don't want to remain the same. It starts there. I have to make the choice that I don't want to stay where I'm at, be stuck and stagnant and the same. So then what do I do? By looking at my life, I'm going to re-examine my life. I'm going to investigate, look at my life so I can navigate through life better. I'm going to re-examine my character. I'm going to re-examine my character because it's your character that sustains you. Weak character, you're not sustainable in a storm. Weak character, people give up and compromise to the culture. Weak character, God can't bless. So I'm going to re-examine my life. Look at my life. I don't want to remain the same. I'm going to re-examine. Everyone say re-examine. I'm going to re-examine my life, my character. Do I keep my word? Am I on time? Do I come early, stay late? Do I do more than I'm asked to do? Am I a problem solver or a problem? Am I adding or am I subtracting from people? Am I multiplying or am I taking away from others? re-examine my character, and then I need to re-examine my relationships. I need to re-examine my relationship with God. Where am I with God? Is my prayer time the same? Is my praise time the same? Is my Bible reading the same or less? If I want my hope awakened, I have to re-examine my character, my word, my stability, 
I have to re-examine my habits, my lifestyle. I have to re-examine my relationships, my relationship with God, my relationship with my mate, my relationship with my children, my relationship with others. Listen very carefully. My relationship with my health. Listen very carefully. My relationship with my money. Do I have a good relationship with money? Is it my servant or my boss? Am I greedy or am I generous? So if I want this to be the best year of my life, and I do for you and me and our church and our community, then if it's not working like I want it to work, I've got to look at my life. That's point one of the seven. That's all we're getting today. I got to look at my life, and when I do these four R's, the four R's, it will awaken, it'll bring back hope for you to dream again, think big again, believe again, get busy again, get after it again, stir up your gifts, be creative. So re examine my character, re examine my relationships, re examine my relationship with God. Am I growing? I can't get closer to God without being a servant. You realize that, right? Daniel has that song closer on his new CD. I cannot get closer to God without serving. That's why just online, I can't grow. Now, I'm not trying to offend anybody online because I know some of you can't. You're only online, but you can't serve God online. You've got to be a part of a local physical church to serve God. Okay. So I can't get closer to God without serving. I got to look at my relationship with God. I got to look at my relationship with my family, my friends. I got to look at my relationship with my health. How am I doing taking care of my health? It's the temple of the Holy Ghost. I got to look at my relationship with my money. Am I greedy or generous? Am I a tither or not? Am I a giver or not? Am I a sower or not? I got to look at relationship. Watch this. Watch this. Worth coming to church with my time. How's my relationship with my time management? Golden nugget. When you and I begin to control our time, you control your future. When you and I begin to control time management, do we waste our time? How's our relationship with your time? Uh, because when I learn to manage and control my time, then I control my future and destiny. You see, uh, what do you come up with that, Pastor? Because your future, you've heard me say it, your future and my future is hidden in our daily routine. Every year, you may not know this, I do a 30-day challenge with our staff, paid staff. And I ask six things of them every day, and they're to do it exactly like I asked. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Exactly like we asked at the very beginning. So every year in January, I do a 30-day challenge with them to help them spiritually, physically, financially, relationally. And it's to help them discipline their life. Because you'll never go from where you're at to where you want to be without discipline. You'll never go from where you're at to where you want to be without discipline. And the reason I do this, and then for everybody who does it for 30 days, I give them a $250 gift card at the end of the month. I do this every year. Okay? So what am I doing for? We're not doing it for a $250 gift card. I'm doing it to build disciplines in their life. 
Because the more disciplined my team is, I can reach my vision and help them reach their goals. So you re-examine your life, your character, your relationships with your time, your relationship. How's your relationship with your talent, your gift God gave you? Are you investing in that? Are you educating, self-educating, podcasts, seminars, marketplace ministry, mentoring, web webinars? How's your relationship with your gift? This is, if it's not working, and we've all had it, y'all. I've had it too, where it's not working. God, where are you? And God says, Dave, look at your own life. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I got to be honest and hungry and humble. Three words, letter H. And I got to look at my own life. I can't blame Kim or my family or you or my staff or the president or the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm going to look at my own life. I can't blame black people or white people or brown people, rich people or poor people. I've got to look at my own life. I've got to investigate so I can navigate. And boy, I've got to hurry. Talk about time management. Okay. So you, you, your relationship with your time. I heard a story the other day of a guy at work. He went to the vending machine in the break room and, and he put some money in to get something out of the vending machine. And, and he was waiting for his change and, and he wasn't getting his change back. So the story goes, he started kicking the, the vending. I know none of you have ever done that in the break room. He started kicking the vending machine, cussing the vending machine, kicking the vending machine, waiting for his change to come back. And then another employee came into the break room and said, hey, dude, what are you doing? He said, you know, I put my money in and I haven't got any change back. And he said, hey, look at the sign. And the sign on the machine said, out of order. Principle, when our life is out of order, there's no change. When our life is out of order, there's no lasting change. So we need to, we need to investigate so we can navigate and we need to make sure our life is in order. That's where I get the word priorities. God should be first. God should be first. God's house, God's kingdom. God should be first. God should be first. That's not culturally appropriate today, but I'm sorry. God should be first. That God be true and every man a liar. God should be first. I've got to re-examine my, what's my priorities look like? Okay, so the first one was, I don't want to remain the same, right? Next, I re-examine my life. This is going to bring hope back, okay? When I feel hopeless, why try? It's not working. Letter C, third component, removal. Everyone say removal. Removal of those things that are holding me back from God's best. Remain. The other one was what? Re-examine. Re and now removal. God, show me the things in my life that are holding me back from your best. Disobedience delays my destiny. Every time I do an act, and I do it, every time I do an act of disobedience, it delays my destiny. Every time I disobey God, it delays my prosperity, my healing, my momentum, my energy, my hope. So God, show me those things that are holding me back from God's best. 
What will this do? This will awaken hope in your marriage, hope in your parenting, hope in your career, hope in your future. God, remove those things that are stealing my joy. Remove those people that are causing me to compromise. Remove the vocabulary, like Pastor Kim said, that's derailing my destiny by talking like the world. I just got done with a whole series on our confession during Christmas. Okay? So removal of those things that are holding me back from God's best will bring hope. Will bring hope that it does work. It will work when I work it. And number four, renewal of my passion and purpose, which will bring productivity. I need a renewal of my purpose. I need to know why I'm here. That brings hope. That's why at Church on the Rock, we try to bring hope because we lead people to a goddess for them and help them discover his purpose for their life. People with no purpose have no hope. People that don't know why they're here commit suicide, die early, destroy their body, destroy their family. So a renewal of God, stir up the gift on the inside of me. Bring back to me clear again. I do have a purpose. I'm here on purpose. Uh, there's a why I'm here. And then, God, the passion that I once had to serve you, to give, to serve, to share, to live. Uh, the purpose is, is why you're here. The purpose, it must be worth dying for. It must be worth living for. It must be worth fighting for. It must be worth giving for. Is your purpose, you know, I'm getting ready to do growth track class at 11 o'clock. I do it every month. I don't know if you do that. The first weekend, I do it personally. And what's that growth track class all about? Help people discover their purpose and their gifts and put them together and make a difference with their life. So if, if, if I know my purpose and I'm passionate about it, productivity is a natural. And people who are producing and moving forward are hopeful. They're joyful. They're courageous. They're excited about a brand new year, brand new season, brand new opportunities. Now, let, let me give you a scripture before we go. Is that okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. What's the first word? Oh, that wasn't very strong. I know you're writing notes. What's the first word? So it's biblically correct that we're to investigate, look at our life. So you examine and test and evaluate yourself. I have to take responsibility for my life. I can't blame my salary. can't blame my status. I can't blame society. I can't blame my past. I've got to give God my past. Remember that verse? God requires of you your past. You have to give God your past in order to move forward to the future he has for you. So here the Bible says we're to examine ourselves, test, evaluate your own self to see whether you are holding on to your faith and showing the proper fruit of it. Now, this will be next week, but if it isn't working, if it isn't working, I'm looking at my life. If it isn't working, what am I doing? I'm looking at my roots. Because if I have no fruit... It's because there's no deep roots. Come on, somebody. In other words, I'm not plugged in. The other day, I got mad at my cell phone. You ever got mad at your cell phone? You ever talk to Siri? You ever tell Siri off? Come on. 
You know, the other day, you know, I got up and I thought, you know, I, I, I went to get my phone and it was dead. And I thought, I plugged that thing in. I plugged that thing in. Why isn't it? Why isn't it working? And, and you know, I began to look at the wires that I plugged in. Guess what? There was a loose connection into the wall. So there was no current. So there's no charging. All the equipment was there, but there was a loose connection. If there's a loose connection between us and God, there's no power. There's no fruit. So if there's no fruit in my marriage, my ministry, my health, my money, I look at the roots, my foundation, my systems, my habits. So he says, test your faith. Examine to see if you're in faith. Test and prove yourself. Not Christ. Don't blame Christ. If it's not working, don't blame God. Test and prove yourself. Not Christ. Do you not yourselves realize and know thoroughly that by an ever-increasing experience as the team comes out? That Jesus Christ is in you unless you are counterfeits. Whoa. So we're to, we're to test ourselves every day. We're to evaluate. We're to investigate so we can navigate life. We're, we're, are, are we in faith? Are we really in faith? Are we walking by faith and not by sight? Do we know what faith is? I gave you the definition during the month of December. Faith is believing when you can't see it. Right? Faith is believing when you don't understand it. Right? I give you all those points. Uh, the same scripture in the message translation. It says, test yourself to make sure you are solid in your faith. Well, wow, look at my life. Those four R's. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. We've got our part to do, y'all. God has his part. We have our part. Can't drift. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourself to regular checkups. Who's going to hold you accountable in 2023? Who's going to hold us accountable? You need people in your life that will hold you accountable. You know, for our staff, after every Sunday, they have to give an AAR report. You know, that's after the, the service. They have to give a report every week. What's that for? Accountability. You can't grow without accountability. Uh, Evander Holyfield. You know, he told me a long time ago, he said, Pastor, I don't, I don't hire coaches to teach me how to box. He said, I've been there, done that, four world championships, heavyweight. He said, I have coaches in my life just to hold me accountable. So give yourself a regular checkup. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, get drunk. Get high. Go do something stupid. No. Give up. No. Do something about it. My question to you today, God's given us a brand new year, brand new opportunities. What are you going to do about it? I'm done. Did I help anybody? Give God praise for the word, would you? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one moving. First, I want to talk to my online family. I love you dearly. I'm so thankful for Metaverse and VR, all of the television programs. I'm so thankful for our online streaming. Thank God for all of it. But if you've been watching today and you say, boy, that's me, Pastor. I didn't know what to do when it's not working. You've laid a good outline today. I get it. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to take these four R's. I'm going to work them. I'm going to work them. 
I'm going to have a checklist. I'm going to have checkups. I want to get people in my life hold me accountable. I'm going to stop denying. I'm going to stop taking responsibility. Pastor, I get it. Pray for me. I want to give my life to God. New Year's resolutions won't work without God. We need his strength. Pastor, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I love the Lord. Pastor, I get it. God's talking to me today. I need to make some corrections and adjustments and reset my life. Pray for me. And now in the auditorium, on the Rock Express, in the lobby, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one's going to bother you. It's between you and the Lord, but faith is an act. you got to do something. What are you going to do about it? That's what the message translation said. Examine your life. What are you going to do about it? Make changes or not? What are you going to do? Improve your life? Get your hope back? Dream again? What are you going to do about it? It's up to you. God can't force any of us. And the devil can't make us without our giving in to him. And so you would say, Pastor, pray for me. I want God. I need God. I don't have a relationship with God. You said examine our relationships with God, others, uh, with time, talent, money. Uh, Examine ourselves with our, our relationships. Pastor, I need God or I need to reset my life with God. Pray for me, Pastor. Just slip your hand up. I want to pray for you today. Wave it at me in every section. And by faith, curtain down, people sitting back there. Lift your hand up high. Wave it at me. What are you going to do with it? Christians, are you praying under your breath? You have a part to do with this too. You're responsible for the altar call as well as I am. Everybody done? You sure? There should be more hands up. I just feel in my spirit. Not coercing, not pushing, but I just know in my spirit there should be more hands. Thank you. Put your hands down. Church, let's help them. We're all going to pray this prayer together. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me, and he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I receive your love, your forgiveness, and your acceptance. Take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.